Hello and welcome back to the Man I Love Film podcast. Um, so this week, first, I know I need to stop making. Co- oh, I'm Isa, and I'm Amy. Chell is not here this week. She is busy. Um, I need to stop making promises because I know that I promised after last week we would be doing our Little Women double feature. But sometimes things don't go to plan. Okay. Yeah. Well, very sorry. Um, We're but I so have sorry. The lovely uh, second time guest. Yeah. Amy. I'm back. Um, she's helping me fill in. And this week we're doing Scott Pilgrim versus the world. F- first movie of the year. You get to. Is it? Oh. Yeah. We're recording this oh. in December. <laughs> Confuse me. So, but it will be going out uh, January 2nd. That's Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, Amy, what, how have you been? I've been pretty good. Uh, I'm visiting Isa. We haven't seen each other in person for a while. For a while. Yeah, like while. October. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> long for us. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we're, we're just hanging out again in person. Squad back together. But that means two people. Going to the club tomorrow. <laughs> Know, we're, crazy New we're Year's seeing plans. some other friends. Not even actual New Year's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're going Free to the New club. Year's. Yeah. So, what's been new in your life, Isabel? I don't know. Just been had a few days off for the holidays. Okay. Um, Me too. A lot longer, actually. Because I, I technically work. You work at a school. I work for. So, yeah. But yeah. Um. I guess I don't have that many updates. I, I did see... Okay, well, I saw a lot of films uh, between now and our last episode, but I feel like I should save them for when Excel is here because I watched half of them with her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I probably watched absolutely none of them. I saw Wonka. Yep, I haven't seen that. I saw Poor Things. Well, yeah. I guess I, I, I said I saw Poor Things in the last episode, mm-hmm. so I guess that doesn't count. Um, what else have I seen? Let me Let me pull up my letterbox. You've seen Saltburn. Oh, yeah. I finally finished Saltburn. And I read the synopsis on Wikipedia. As you tend to do. As I like to do. It was a movie. Um, I don't... Neither of us, from what you read and from what I witnessed, um, thought it was, like, that crazy. Yeah, it's because we're true film buffs and we've seen <laughs> weird fucking films. I did see poor film. Poor film. <laughs> poor things before Saltburn. Uh, which really primes you. What do you think is like the weirdest movie you've seen? The weirdest movie I've seen? And by weird, I mean like makes you uncomfortable for one reason or the other. It could be like gore, it could be like think. concept. I don't, I try not to watch yeah, I know. <laughs> movies. Isabel that likes to stay make away me from uh, nauseous. Yeah, which are a lot of things actually. I, I enjoy um, like psychological horror, mm-hmm. but you know that I don't like like things that'll make me like squeamish. Yeah. Um. I mean, Poor Things was pretty weird. I don't know if it's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it might come close. Hmm. 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 Let me let me look at my diary on Letterboxd. Okay. Let's see here. Here, while she's doing that, I'll think of weird movies I've seen. Um, I've seen. I have a bad memory. Um. Uh. Dang, I've seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of gore movies, but like, I don't think they're that disturbing. Like, I don't 
don't know. I've seen like the Saw movies and stuff, but they're whatever. Oh, oh, well, you know those movies that are always on like TikTok lists where it's like these movies are just got like martyrs and um, Serbian film and stuff like that. I haven't seen them because I have taste, but I've seen videos of people talking about them. And I just don't see the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I what guess- message are they trying to send? I saw Barbarian last year, which was a pretty weird movie. Again, like I'd say it's still just like, like it's just kind of like movie, standard you know? horror. Yeah. Um, it's just like you know n- nothing that I watch is gonna be like super off putting. <laughs> I saw The Love Witch, which wasn't even that weird. I just didn't like it. It was weird in the sense that like I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know. All the Lana Isn't that Del the one, yeah, the Lana, <laughs> the Lana Del Rey girls love that movie because she looks like Lana Del Rey. Um, sorry to any Lana Del Rey fans who genuinely enjoy that movie for other reasons. I'm just making a generalization. I don't necessarily mean everyone. I personally thought that that movie was boring and not good. It was visually um, interesting, and and that is where my praise ends. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it was strange, but it wasn't like off-putting. I saw Battle Royale, which was just like gory. It wasn't anything crazy. I, love it. I never finished uh, Fall of the House of Usher, the you series. Didn't it? No, I didn't. It was really good. It's it's not because I didn't like it. It's just like my attention span. <laughs> like, um, well, we're gonna get into both the movie Scott Pilgrim and the show. Yep, the new animated show that came out, which I. I mentioned how I was doing other things while watching the show, which if mm-hmm. you listen to previous episodes, you might he- have heard me say that I do that a lot. Uh, now that that's any- anything revolutionary. As well as a Virgo girl boss. Um, with probably ADHD. Yeah, and listen, I, I, mean, ha- I, also- I have diagnosed ADHD, right? But it's like, you know how ADHD is like different in people. For, for different stars, huh? Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius son, and I don't know the rest of it. So, but yeah, for Isabel, she loves multitasking, and for me, I cannot multitask. Um, I have a I have a pea brain. I can only focus on multitask. one thing. I can only multitask. Yeah, I can't like like I can't eat when I walk. It's hard for me to like eat and talk at the same time. So if I'm like eating with friends, I'm just not eating, I'm talking, and then everyone's done. I'm just sitting there. Yeah, so... Oh, wait, we didn't even go over what's new in my life. What's new in your life? I'm working at... I mean, it. What if you want to dox yourself, maybe... <laughs> I'm working somewhere in the IT department, so now you know I'm smart. Now you know the exact place to find... Oh, here, should I say the division, the specific department? Why don't you give them your social security? Yeah, right now, right? My address? Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, there's that... Uh, finished my semester. I'm the only bitch still in school. Yeah, I changed my major. So finished semester, most a- mostly A's, one B, and um, okay, but yeah, that's so Scott Pilgrim versus the yeah, Blue. okay, twenty twenty ten. I guess since Chell's not here, I forgot I have to pull up the letterbox myself, and I'll sit here. And wait. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, directed by Edgar Wright. Um, an epic of epic epicness. Sure is. 
Letterbox kills me sometimes. Scott Pilgrim is a 22-year-old radical Canadian wannabe radical. rock star who falls in love with an American delivery girl, Ramona Flowers, and must defeat her seven evil exes to be able to date her. Accurate enough. I think that's pretty on par. I don't know what they mean by radical Canadian. Like, he's an extreme Canadian. Politically radical. Totally cool radical. <laughs> it's for you to decide after you watch the movie. Um... Something else to know is that me and Isabel have we're we're fans of the movie. We'd say we've both seen it multiple times. Um, I've seen it pretty recently because I made my friend watch it because I made my friend watch the cartoon with me. So I was like, you got to have the context of the movie. They hated the movie, love the cartoon. So that's that's where they're at. Um, and then we had to rewatch it for this episode. And I literally know like every single line in the movie because I've seen Scott Pilgrim so many times <laughs> and I just watched it. So, If you watch Pride and Prejudice 2005 with me, not you as in you, Amy, you as in the listener. Um, not me. I can quote so many parts of that movie and this is Amy's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, so if that doesn't tell you who we each are as people is that I can quote all of Scott program. We were watching it, and you were quoting it out loud. I was. But also sometimes, out it. of the corner, out of my peripheral vision, I could see you mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I don't want to annoy her. I was like, you were, I mean, I, I don't care. I've seen the movie plenty of times. You and I got to see it when it was re-released in was, theaters. That was cool. Um. Yeah, I, it used to be, like, the soundtrack used to be in my high school years all the time. I'm not even 100% sure that I knew that this movie existed in high school. When did you first watch it? That's a good question. I don't know. After high school, really? I, I don't know. Definitely okay. not earlier than high school. Oh, no, no, for sure. Um, If, if I did, it might have been like late high school. I probably watched it early high school. I remember um, our friend Kira <laughs> had like a date at our apartment. Like he came over to watch... A movie, and I don't know if they picked Scott Pilgrim or Wait, if I watched Scott Pilgrim. Was that they the one watched Scott Pilgrim? No, that guy we watched at National Treasure. Oh. This is a different guy who was less awkward. Uh, oh, okay. For context, I I'm sorry, Kira, if you think that this is putting you on blast. Expose Love you. her. Uh, we went on. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say we we went on a date. It was Kira's date. <laughs> But I was there, um, and it was like a like a dating app date, and this guy came to our apartment, which had like a movie theater in the clubhouse, and we were like, let's watch a movie, and it's like a first come first serve deal, so there was no one else in there but us in this tiny little like home theater thing, and we watched National Treasure. Oh, I don't know why I thought that was with the awkward guy. Yes. I don't know why I thought I thought that you guys were on the couch and you were all watching. No. So um this other did now this is a different guy. They were on the couch. Ooh. I think I was doing like homework or something. Mm. And he was less awkward. He was still weird at the end, but he was less awkward. And um yeah, they watched Scott Pilgrim. How did they like it? Had had both of them not seen it before? Maybe not. Because if she had seen this before, she definitely would not have chosen oh, I'm it. I'm sure she hadn't seen it before. I just, <laughs> I think I might have suggested it. And, and he hasn't seen it? I don't think so. 
I don't know. I don't, I don't think that. I know Kira. I don't think like. No, I, I for sure. Uh, but we've established on this podcast before that me and Kira, well, me and you generally tend to agree about movies that we've both seen. Yeah. You gravitate towards movies that I don't even want to touch. Yeah. Um. And then Isabel likes boring period Excuse <laughs> you. I'm kidding. Um. But yeah. And then Kira just straight up likes different. We <laughs> she she likes one mini series. What's it called? Ten ring. What is it? Tenth Kingdom yeah, or something uh, like that. We've if, if we got the name wrong, she's gonna kill us. She's not listening to this. Um, but yeah, yeah. Of all the millions of people out there who've heard or seen of Tenth Kingdom, let us know. I feel like more than I think on. I got an edit for it a long time ago. Like one edit, like before Kira talked to you about it. No, then I don't. <laughs> it must have heard her. Talking about it. <laughs> no, um, but yeah. <laughs> so. This cast, insane. Pretty fucking stacked, but it was also before a lot of them were Yeah. Big. So we have Michael Sarah, of course. Classic. Who at this point- Sexiest was... man in the world. I think. You think? I think. That makes Hot. one of us. <laughs> um, Mary Elizabeth Quinn said- Hot. That we can agree on. Yes. And, and married to Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Unfortunately- most likely from an affair. Because, yeah, because Ewan McGregor yeah. he's married to that lady for like 10 fucking years or something. And then he worked on one movie with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And, then and it was over. It was over. Those Hollywood men. So it goes. Yeah. Um, and we have Karen Culkin. Love him. Uh, we have, I'm just reading the names that I recognize. I mean, I recognize, like, most of their faces. We got Chris Evans. Yeah, we got Chris Evans. Anna Kendrick. Jason Schwartzman was definitely famous at this point, Oh, probably. for sure. From the Wes Anderson movies. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Mae Whitman. Mae Whitman. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. That's all the names. And Brandon Routh. He was Superman. Oh, uh, yeah. He was in something else that I used I to watch. I from it was, it was some CW. I didn't watch. Superhero. DC I just show. knew he was Superman. Caleb would know who he is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was in one of like the lesser DC the TV shows. Ones. Um, but yeah. So I guess the plot of this movie is pretty straightforward. Um, Michael Sarah, who <laughs> I was about to be like, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> the name of the movie. Yeah. Um. So Scott Pilgrim, he lives in Canada. Everyone in this movie lives in Canada. And there's this new girl, this Manny Pixie. Manny. Dream Manny. Manny. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to do? I've been getting words wrong the whole night. So we're just going to, we're going to push through it. Um, this, it's, for reference, it's 2 a.m. right now. Uh, we didn't even tell anyone. <laughs> we well, can let them believe we're normal functioning adults. I think that it just excuses me from any mistakes that we make moving forward. I don't think so. But we can keep talking about the movie. <laughs> so they're all like 20-somethings. Scott Pilgrim's a part of this three-piece band. We got Steven Stills on guitar and mic. Uh, Scott Pilgrim on bass. And also backup vocals. And Kim Pines on the drums. And then we've got Young Neil as a set piece. <laughs> as arm kid. Yes. <laughs> and... and um. They're all just cool Canadian people hanging out. And then Scott Pilgrim, he's going through a breakup. So <laughs> Well, he's gone through a he's breakup. He's gone through the breakup. It was like a year before. But he's still going through it because he is dating 
A high schooler. Current, he's, yeah, he's currently dating a ew, high schooler. Ew, boo. 17 year old, nice <laughs> child, Chinese Catholic school disgusting. The only, the only saving grace <laughs> they have. <laughs> what? You know that noise? Or like, <laughs> do you know what I'm? Never mind. You, you continue. I don't, but I, I'm just gonna like steamboat. Like, continue. Okay. Um. Saving grace is that they have like held hands, and that's like the the extent of their physical touch. Yeah, he definitely knows in the not so back of his mind that it's messed up. Yeah, and he also like it's very clear he isn't like attracted to knives or like he barely even like like he's literally just bored, a sad bored man dating a high schooler for some reason. Um, until until Miss. Ramona All-American girl. <laughs> yeah. All-American sweetheart Ramona Flowers. Freshly hired by Amazon. Skates in to his fucking dreams. Skates through his dreams. Literally skates into his dreams. Didn't care. Goggles for some reason. Um, but, yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winslow. Yeah, well, what's more to say? Um... So then he's like, oh, I got to find this girl. And then he ends up going to this, like, lame party run by Aubrey Plaza. And then he's like, I'm going to find her just here. <laughs> so he finds her. He holds up a drawing. It's just yeah, like, he does. Barely a shape. He's like, have you seen a girl Some that scribbles. looks like this? You're like, that's Ramona Flowers. And then, and, then, and then they do that Mean Girls thing where, like, they interview people. And everyone's like, <laughs> I, I heard Ramona Flowers. It's like, they're like, Ramona Flowers bought roller skates. So, so I, I bought roller skates. <laughs> Um, and it works. We think she's so cool. And then he finds her, and then he uses his amazing Michael Sarah moves on her. His amazing Pac-Man pickup line. And then he goes home. And then he is kind of creepy, and he orders a package. And for some reason, she's I guess she's only- the only <laughs> Amazon delivery skater, not even a driver, in Canada. In all of... Are they in? Did they say what city they're in? Toronto. Oh, you're right, you're right. Oh, I think in Toronto, they pronounce it Toronto. They don't, so, I got you Canadians. Let's, they don't pronounce the T, to my knowledge. Yeah, let us know. Or, or, or ooh, my knowledge. Ooh, my <laughs> Yes, let us know in the non-existent comments if... The, the comments, comments exist. Okay, let us know in the comments if you're Canadian and if Isabel is right or wrong. Okay, so, wait. Where are we on the story? <laughs> <laughs> We're never getting through this. No, 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 we got it. Okay, so... So he waits for the Amazon pack, but he also gets an email because this is 2010 and the email, he ignores it because he can't read. And so then yeah, he's like, something, Matthew and he's like something, fight to the death. And then he's like, this is boring. And he deletes it, which is so valid of him. And then knives shows up. And then they go on a sad little date, but he's like not paying attention because he's dreaming of this girl. Literally. Um, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then she does deliver the package. And then he's like, please, he begs, begs her to go on a date. And she's like, sure. Like, fine, whatever. And it works. His Michael Sarah charm. charm How? Right? The world may never know. I know. I know. Well, the world does, and that's for sure. I know. Um, so they go on a date. And uh it's like fine, and then she invites him over, and then they like make out. Have they had their gig at this point? I can't remember because they he they have their like making out session, and she's like, "I'm not gonna sleep with you right now," and he's like, "Okay." 
and he's, he's just happy to be there. He's like, As he should. he's like, he's like, he's like, do you want to go to my, do you want to go to my fans gig <laughs> the, the next night? And then she's like, sure. And then hit the gig. Uh, Crash and the boys are playing my favorite band of all time. I think their third album was the best, probably. Uh, it was very experimental. It was different from their first two. And this is where the first evil X comes in. Descends from the heavens. Matthew Patel. Matthew Patel. That's how he says it. He does a little dance mm-hmm. with all these little he demon sings chicks a little song. Him. He sings a little song. Racist? Maybe. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> did they repeat it for the TV show? No. Uh, oh, they didn't? They didn't, no. I they did. Because <laughs> it was... <laughs> they, they specifically did not. <laughs> like we said, was not fully paying attention. I think I processed the, the presence... Of the demon chicks, and I was like, "They're doing the song again." I don't even, I don't even know if the demon chicks showed up in the original battle. They showed up for when he fought Gideon and he won. No, they show up in the original battle. They're behind him doing the dance. No, in the in the. Oh, you mean the cartoon? Yeah, in the show. Oh. No, I'm pretty sure because he, I think he beats him on the first punch, and that's why everyone's so mm. shocked. And they're like, "Whoa, Scott Pilgrim's dead." Okay, but we're talking about the movie, the movie. where he wins. And Matthew Patel gets knocked out, turned into coins. Scott Pilgrim's like, what is going on? Yeah, let, let's talk real quick about mm-hmm. the stylization of this movie. Yes, I love it. I'm obsessed. Lots of effort. I am obsessed. Edgar Wright, he fucking eats it up with his editing. Don't know what happened with Last Night in Soho. But if you think about like his other movies, like what, what the hell is that trilogy called with Simon Pegg? Um, asking the wrong person. Shaun of the Dead, uh, World's End, the cop one, I can't remember. All the editing, very funny, very quick. I remember like years ago, there was this video on like Edgar Wright's editing on YouTube by this like film guy. And it was such a good video. It was like, oh my God, look at how smart and funny and cool Edgar Wright's editing is. And they were right. It is. It's so stylistic. Bring it back. There's lots of efforts because... Scott Pilgrim versus the world is based on a comic book series. Um, and a lot of effort is made to kind of like keep the vibe of a comic book very much like a la into the spider verse where like, for example, and I'm going to start dropping facts that probably anyone who has even remotely heard of this movie before already knows, but in case you haven't, I'm going to be annoying uh, a little bit. So eyes, Open for mm-hmm. as long as humanly possible. They try not to blink because they're comic characters. And the only person who successfully did not blink the whole movie is Kim Pine's Allison Pill. Congratulations, Allison Pill. And you can tell. Yeah, she's she's got him. <laughs> she's determined. <laughs> um, and then also just like when they're like having fight scenes and stuff, like there's there's lots of like pow, kablam, like yeah. visual effects and things like that. And I also love like uh just like the lighting cues and things like that. Like there's a a scene where they're in the the like venue mm. and he's shocked by something mm-hmm. and you hear like a, an audio cue but then you also see the lights like flash yeah. behind him they're very it's, extra with the editing but that's really like good. that's what makes it so memorable you yeah. know it's not like some boring movie and they don't wear like the same clothes the whole time but they keep like the same vibe throughout mm-hmm. like ramona is at least for like the half for the first half of the movie consistently wearing the same like like the bi pride flag on her <laughs> shirt is, yeah. for like the whole first half of the movie. Bi representation. Um, but yeah, all the all the costumings pretty amazing. Um, all the characters are pretty like 
the actors, the casting is pretty accurate, I'd say, too. Like, they literally got the comic book creator, like, helping directing it. Like, Edgar Wright had him on set, like, talking to him and stuff like that. So it was very true to the source material. And I also, I remember, <laughs> I was so obsessed with it when I was younger, and I saw him, because it's very much, like, based around, like, video games. Like, a lot of the, like, combat and stuff like that, it's very video gamey and i love video games so <laughs> I yeah, that yeah a lot of the you're gonna have to help me with the terms because i'm not a gamer okay. but a lot of like what is it mortal Kombat? where they i mean there's lots of games like this where they're fighting each other and then the little bar is mm-hmm. like their health, health is, bar yes so a lot of games other than mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know in games when you can get lives <laughs> you know when you can get hurt in you don't even die, okay? You know when you have to start the game over? Because... You know when you die in the game, you die in <laughs> You know how there's rules? But yeah. Um, yeah, so there's fight scenes like that where, like, you can... Like, they, they light up red, mm-hmm. for example, if they're close to being, they, like, like out defeated. I love really it. Good. I'm obsessed. Movie for nerds. That's what I would say. But yeah, so he defeats Matthew Rattel, the first evil ex. And... Um, I can't remember much of what happens between then and the next guy, but the next guy. So they're on a Lucas film set. Lee. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're forgetting an iconic line in between. Okay, so Ramona comes over to Scott's apartment, quote unquote. It's actually Wallace's. Um, and Wallace is like, okay, see so you guys later. Have fun on your date, whatever. And so they have the date, and then it's kind of awkward, and they're eating like bread. And then. <laughs> And he's like, I love bread. He's like shoving and Michael's like shoving it in his face. He's like, I fucking love bread. And then uh one of flowers is like, you'll get fat. And then he's like, I'll get fat. And then she's like, bread, bread makes, makes you fat. fat. And he's like, bread makes you There's a lot of quotable lines in the movie. It's just like Amy might say the whole movie. And I will. I I'll do it. I'll just play it in front of me right now and I'll say them all. Um yeah, and they still tip what how many years later? A million years later. Ten years later. <laughs> a million or ten. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, bread makes you fat. But that's fine. Eat bread. Unless unless you have celiac disease. And then eat gluten-free Don't eat bread. bread. Don't eat gluten-free Don't eat bread. So, we're moving on to Lucas Lee. He's a movie star played by a movie star. Was he a movie star at this point? He was not. <laughs> But um, he has angry eyebrows and he has sideburns that connect to his beard. He looks a little, looks a little strange. Chris Evans, mm-hmm. he and he's putting be- on this really funny voice. He's like, he's like, he's I'm- like, hey, muchachos. <laughs> he says essay at one point. He's, he's like, I'm an endless movie star. Yeah, these are my what is what is it? Like his little his cronies. stunt guys. Like, these are my stunt doubles. Cronies. He's like, I get blazed in my witty. That's what he says. And it's really funny. Um. So, and he's, like, mega strong, right? Like, they go to where they're filming this movie, Lucas Lee movie, and Lucas Lee's like, I'm about to beat the shit out of you, so I probably want to I was like, oh my god, can I get your autograph? And then he does, indeed, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> um, but then, Scott Pilgrim uses that big old, big old noggin up there. What does he do as well? Cl- classic trick in the book. Go ahead. He's like, I bet you, he literally, what you do to toddlers. I, I got a toddler to eat uh veggies once doing this trick he was like i bet you can't do a thingy on that pole over you can there. skate yeah can skate. On, on that like railing like a yeah, yeah. staircase railing yeah. and he's like it's called a 
grind, bro. I like how you did it. I'm like, I a thingy. <laughs> he's like, I bet you can't do a grindy thingy. He's like, those rails are awful. Like, they're terrible. And then he's like, there are girls watching. That's what's coming. And then uh, Chris Evans goes a billion Canadian yeah, units. It's kilometers per hour or per whatever. For all I know, that could be three miles. It could. It's whatever, not. whatever it is, it's fast. I'm joking. I promise I know a vague approximation of miles. I don't. Kilometers. So let us know in the comments. <laughs> D- drop a cup. <laughs> drop a like. <laughs> so, anyways, he like, <laughs> like this. Not a video. Like this video if you prefer miles. Let us know if you're a dumb American. (laughs) Let us know if you're a smart American or a lame Canadian. Let us know if you Fahrenheit or Celsius. Let us know if you use real measurements. Like real men. Or if you use things divided by 10. Let us know if you use a more convenient. Anyways, anyways. Okay, sorry. That's enough. Um... Anyways, Lucas Lee uh, bails, so he fucking dies off his thing, and then he blows up into coins and dies. And then Scott is like, I did it. I beat the second event. He turns around. Ramona, gone. Is that what she gone. Gone. And then he's like, where did she go? He doesn't know. And then Knives. Knives is like, and then Scott's like, listen, Knives. Not gonna wait to break it to you. But you are 17. Like, I never really cared about you, basically. Play all too well, 10 minute version for Don't play that, please. Don't. Don't turn it off. So, anyways, (laughs) Nice is pretty sad. Pretty sad. I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. Anyways. So. So, um, basically, Scott goes in to talk to his sister, Who's Anna Kendrick. Anna, did we say Anna Kendrick earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned her. Anna Kendrick, she's playing an 18-year-old, and she pulls it off very well. Uh, and I wonder how old she was. Probably like 20, right? In that movie. Well, what, how old was she in Pitch Perfect? That came out 2012? You're supposed to know Pitch Perfect is in my brain. She's not Anna Kendrick. She's, she is. Name? You don't. Her name. I gotta make this Becca. big speech. She's Becca. <laughs> I almost said Bella, but she's also in Twilight, and that was well, two true. years. Two years before this movie. Don't know what that has to do with anything, but yeah. Um. So, anyways, she's she leaves. Stacey Pilgrim's not even there. But guess who is there? Julie Powers. I'll be positive. Can censor herself on He command. is cursing like crazy. Kind of like I do. Um, but I don't have a bar covering my mouth. And then guess who else is there? Envy, Envy Adam. Who knives loves. And they're TCAD. TCAD. Oh yeah. The, the clash, clash is even <laughs> um yeah. So he used to date Envy Adams and now she's big and famous. And she well, she used to go by Natalie. Now she goes by Envy. And I love what she knows it so much. Two people that don't deserve the hate that they get unless uh, there's something that I don't know about. Brie Larson and Kendrick. Yes, I agree. Misogyny at its finest. Why don't we lay off women? How about that? Give them a break. Like, just because they're hot and successful doesn't mean you need to shit on them. That's right. Take that, patriarchs. 
Anyway. So. <laughs> speech <laughs> over. <laughs> what is it? Misogyny? Solved. Checkmate misogyny. <laughs> yeah, so um, she's like, so, I heard you're going out with uh, Ramona Flowers. And he goes, are you jealous? She goes, I'm allowed. He's like, I'm jealous. He's like, you're jealous. I'm allowed. She's putting on this funny voice. And then, some some other stuff happens. But then, they go to see her perform. Yes, because they are invited to the performance to open. Because Envy wants Todd to kill Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> she, she's in on all of it. So, they invite her to open. They suck. Whatever. Then, Keycad gets on. And they play, like, a quarter of this song. But it's the best it's quarter amazing. of a song I've ever heard Very in my karaoke life. song. Absolutely. Black Sheep. By metric. And in case you didn't know, she had a brief pop career. Um, so there is basis for her singing in this movie. Well, I thought the basis was just that like she sings well. She does, but also the basis is uh okay. she professionally sang well for oh. a little bit there. Um but yeah. She has amazing. Um I remember being so sad for so many years because it wasn't on Spotify, her version. And now it finally is. After so many long years. I'm pretty sure they did it for like the 10 year anniversary. I think so, yeah. Because I know that it came out on Spotify when we were in college. Still. Yeah. But I also remember for a long time having to go to YouTube and looking at the same video every time. And you know what? Times have gotten better. Things have improved in our Sky's lives. Sky's brighter. Yeah. The the birds, they're chirping. I say the tweeting. Um. Uh. So, anyways, then they go backstage. They go backstage, right? And here's another funny, iconic line. So basically, you know, they're all having this showdown. It's like Scott, Ramona, Todd, Envy, Knives is there too. Oh, I forgot. We forgot. Knives. She to get back like with Scott because she's like, I'm gonna get Scott. She has this whole plan where she's like, I'm gonna look just as cool as Ramona, and then. She dyes like half of her hair. Not even half, but like like a piece of first her of hair. all, first of all, Asian hair trope. I know, I know. <laughs> At least it's temporary. <laughs> it does not last very long. Because uh so she dyes her hair, she has a little dye hair moment, you know. We've had a dye hair moment. Got a lot of well, I've had a lot of dye hair moments. You've had like two months. <laughs> Before I had to dye it brown, and for every a job. and every time I'm like, Isabel, you should dye your hair again, and she's always like, No, it's so healthy. You you have nary a reservation, but you you will do anything with your hair besides go bald, and <laughs> which sucks because I've thought about going bald a lot. I, I don't think my hair has been shorter than like to my shoulders in like a decade. Where is your sense of adventure, Isabel? I just enjoy my long hair. I'm kind of boring. Why don't you wear a wig and test it out? Why should you get a wig for tomorrow? He has got wigs. I wear one of two. She literally has like... Well, she has a... Well... We're going to the club tomorrow, so... Yeah. And T is just one of my friends. We're going to the sock hop. And I'm... Sock um, Wait, where were we in the plot? <laughs> Then backstage, no, 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 no. So she's dyeing her hair. She's dyeing her hair. She has her half of She has this weird thing where she's like copying Ramona. She gets with young Neil, famous, famous TikTok audio. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just have. She's like, fat ass. <laughs> she's so old. She's probably she's like, like twenty five. When I got this idea, I said I have to do it. You need a rinse. 
And then she goes, oh, my God, I look good. And she does. I'll say it. Um, but unfortunately, so tragically, she does lose these these highlights because she won't shut up. Backstage, she's like, Envy, I fuck, I love you so much. Oh my god, Envy. And then Envy turns to Todd and she's like, she like nods. And then Todd gets up. He he winds it back. He really winds it back. It's not even a woman. A girl. It's a girl. A young girl. Right in the face, right in the kisser. Neil, Neil approaches her to, to check on her. Picks her up on the ground. There's like some splatter on the floor. Yeah, you see splatter slick towards the camera. <laughs> Blue splatter. He turns to him. He goes, you punched the highlights out of her hair. You punched the highlights out of her hair. You and young Neil. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, So then he, and then Todd's like, I'm not afraid of punch a girl. And then Scott's like, Scott's like you cocky cock. That's what he says. Yeah, and then he discovers Todd has vegan powers. It's because he's just better than everyone else, according to Envy. And then yeah, they're both vegan together. And then he flings Scott through like two walls. Because he's, he's got, like, the, basically he just has, like, telekinesis. And he, like, floats. So they have a fight that lasts longer than I remember. I feel like a lot of it was uh, talking at one point. Because yeah. they were just waiting for Scott to, like, come to the ground again. Um, but he also has a funny, another iconic line. He's like, the, he's like, tell the cleaning lady. And Scott's like, what? And he's I'm like, going to dust. He's like, he's like, because I'm going to turn you to dust. And the cleaning lady? She dusts. And then he's, he's like, what is that on Monday? Mondays? He's like, she has weekends off and it's Friday. Friday so, so it's Monday. Friday, Sunday? Right? Monday. And, it, and Brie Larson is standing there staring in pain at the sky. And she's like, whatever. He's going to beat you up and kill you. And he almost does. He does. He's really. But, but right before the final blow, he's like, let us let us break bread or break coffee or whatever you want. Hands him a, a creamed. Well, he has, he's got two cups. One, why would he? First of all, why would he put soy in either cup? Second of all, um, to try and trick him to break like, veganality. He's like, here, I put soy in this cup, and he's like, you dummy, I can read your mind. So he grabs my, my vegan power. He grabs the other cup that Scott wasn't handing him. And he's like, but then I can play. <laughs> I went up towards the big Scotty Pilgrim strikes again. <laughs> he once again uses his amazing huge brain to trick yet another fool. Because he just thought really hard about the other. And guy. it worked. And now the vegan police are here. And he's like, I th- I, this is my first defense. They're like, pull out the. Nope. They're like, you got chicken parmesan. And they're like, you ingested gelatin. And then they're like, hit him with a deveganizer ray. And then his hair goes flat. Yeah, he, his hair goes like up crazy with his powers. And then it goes flat. Uh, it's like CGI'd to go mm-hmm. flat. I, like, I feel like this wasn't really necessary. Funny. Um, and then he has no powers. And then Scott gets up because he's about to kick. He's about to headbutt him to death. And then he does it. And then the vegan police are like, yeah, Reed Larson's <laughs> like you killed my boyfriend. You headbutted my boyfriend to death, and then Scott's like, "Well, you broke my heart." And then he's like, "Hey, Ramona, you want to tell me about any other crazy exes?" And then she's like, "You're kind of being a little bit rude to me right now. Like, and I didn't like well, I ask for that. Sure, that I'm not about to die." And then she's like, "Okay, well, I don't know what's happening either. You know, blah blah blah." So they're having a little bit of a tizzy. Oh, at some point that we skipped on accident, yeah. uh, he was approached by a shadowy figure. <laughs> 
zooming like Sonic through the <laughs> suburbs of Toronto. And um, yeah, it's just this short little girl, little blonde girl who's Southern for like two seconds. I don't know what's going on. She's got like she's got like like football yeah football paint paint. under her eyes, and she's like another iconic line. She's like uh, she's like next time I'll be deadly serious next time. And then he's like what? And then she's like (laughs) she like magics yeah, and it goes and then so now she's back. She's back. And also something else to note is that throughout the movie. Scott will refer to Ramona's exes as ex-boyfriends, and she will correct him to exes. exes. And if anyone has half a brain cell, they know what that means. Except for Scott, because he doesn't have half a brain cell. And also it's 2010. Yes. So, um, bisexual queen Ramona Flowers, bi-curious, actually, as she says herself. Bi-fury. Yeah. Another iconic line, yeah. Yeah. So, Roxy's like, I'm gonna beat you up. And Ramona, he's like, you had a sexy phase? Which... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fetishization mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 2010 yeah. <laughs> um, but so yeah so she's like like it wasn't serious and she gets like it wasn't serious yeah Roxy like, honestly Roxy done the dirtiest she, she is literally done the nothing wrong I think Roxy deserves the most sympathy she was just a poor poor girl suckered <laughs> a bi-curious girl <laughs> and now she's going to kill her new boyfriend she should Duh. So she, but then Ramona's like, actually, you're fighting me, bitch. So then they have this really cool fight where she's got a giant hammer and Roxy's got this like belt that turns into like a whip. And then they're fighting and it's really cool. But then Roxy's like, uh, Scott has to defeat me, stupid. And then she's like, okay. And then uh, Scott is losing. She's like puppeteers Scott. Yeah. And it's not going well. Scott is losing and Scott's about to die. But then, then. Ramona tells him a secret, secret move. Forgot about a secret move that um, will once and for all defeat the lesbians. And what is that move? It is the back of her knee. The back of her knee. All he does is hook it. He pokes it. And May May Whitman puts her whole voice of guitar puts her whole you know in into it. Literally, she just. Goes goes for it. Rolling on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and then, she and she does one last zinger. She's like, you'll never do this to her. Got him. Finished. Explodes. Yeah, and then she explodes. She owes Must so hard. Pretty good. She explodes. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. But... Anyways. So then Scott's being mean again. He's like, he basically calls her slut. He like slut her. He's like, is there anyone in this party you haven't slept with? She's like, okay, let's split. She's like, I don't think this is going to work. You're just another evil, evil ex, ex waiting, waiting to, to happen. happen. Scott's getting destroyed right now. And so she dips, but she does give him a list. And the next people on the list... Completely no personality twins. Atsuyanagi twins. There's a, there's a <gasps> battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean it's two DJs going against like a normal band. There's two stages they're playing across from yeah, each other. Yeah, and they have like 10,000 amps. And yeah. then Scott Pilgrim's band has like three broken guitars. Everyone in the, all the exes have at least a whisper of a personality. The Jeez, twins. Has, they, I don't think they even say anything in the movie. They, they're Asian, they're silent, and they're twins. Mm-hmm. And that is their personality. And, you know, that's, you, you could be like, oh, that's the times. I don't know about that. <laughs> Up until this point, all of the, I think all of the racism comes from Scott, who's already an established, like, idiot. Mm. So it's like, 
you know, at least like I don't really think much of it other than like, oh, he's just being ignorant, which like that's him as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was no reason for there to be. That was pretty interesting. And like, I want to know, like, were they like that in the comics? Maybe like, you know, we don't have the background for why they got Zeus. like I, to me. I think they just ran out of time and they're like, we don't have time to have these guys talk. So we're just going to have them go. Did they talk Ew. in the show? They do, but they say like three. Yeah, I was like, I like because you know in the show, if you've seen the show, they expand upon the exes like a lot more, and it makes them a lot more humanized instead of just like crazy villains. Um, and it's really interesting. Except once again, the Katsuyanagi twins for some reason just don't they get snubbed get any again. <laughs> Their little robot gets more screen time than that. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of sad, but you know that's what they do. Yes, he defeats them. Yeah, they have a really cool, like, giant titan battle. And Gideon and Mm -hmm. Ramona are watching in the audience. And Ramona's got new hair again. And she's looking really sad. And he is played by Jason Schwartzman, who has very smooth skin. Short King. (laughs) We looked at how short he is, but we looked at how short (laughs) Kieran Culkin is. He's 5'5". 5'5". Like imagine sitting, no, standing across from Kieran Culkin, talking to him face to face, five five man, enamored, short king, absolutely, a manlet, if you may say. Um, Jason Schwartzman, how tall do you think he is? I think he's like five six. You think he's five? I think he's at least a little taller than that. Really? I think that he he's like short too. Let me, let me look. He's up. a short king as well. He's definitely taller than five five. I think we got more short men. Uh, Pete, you list short men Pete while Wentz, I. Pete Wentz, 5'6. Patrick Stump, 5'4. Um, uh, what's his name? Danny DeVito, 4'11. Ha! Guys, guess what? I was right. Five, guess six, who was right? Inch. See, I know short men. Earlier, earlier, you were like, how tall is he? 5'7. Okay, seven. let's not bring that up. Let's not bring that up. I go 5'5. Five, five. You're like, see? I'm so smart. <laughs> okay, the point is, we got a lot of short men in this movie. <laughs> Isn't Chris, Chris Evans isn't that tall either? Are not. you sure? Yeah. I think he's like 5'9". <laughs> we just pull up the heights of all of these men. <laughs> like Scott Pilgrim cast. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's tall for a girl. She's like 5'8 or something. He's 6 feet. 6 feet tall? I don't know what it is about him, but something gives me manly energy about him. Um, anyways. Um, so yeah, so Gideon and Ramona are oh, at yeah, the yeah, concert yeah, yeah. and Sex Bob Mom does such a good job, which mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever named the name. Oh yeah, our bad. Band. Their band name is called Sex Bob Mom, which is really cool. And they have actually really good songs. Uh, if you like grungy, shitty, <laughs> shitty uh, band DIY music. Have you ever been to a house show in a backyard? Because yeah. we have, and they basically sound like that, but better because it's actually produced by movie producers um offers them a record deal yeah three albums three albums out which is yeah, and amazing they take it. and mm-hmm. what scott is like not me he's like me he's like give me Ramona back he says he he tries to confess her he says i'm a lesbians with you she's like okay and then his friends are like uh scott you're out because you're not you don't want to sign the deal young neil you're in well, well not yet not yet not, not yet, yet. Not yet. 
He's still young, young. Um, but he's now in the band. He's in the band. And Gideon Graves, he's like, see you later, Scott, loser. And then, so he, and then he drives off with Ramona. And then Scott has his little sad... Yeah, he's sad for a while. Radiohead, car seat headrest. Yeah, he's kind of just like walking around in the Freak snow, moment. banging his head against a pole. Um, And at this point, when we were watching it, I muted the movie. Mm-hmm. Started playing Creep by Radiohead. Hilarious. I highly recommend it. And yeah, and then, um, so he's finally like, you know what? I'm going to get Ramona back. Well, before he does that, um, Stacy gives him a little talk, and then Wallace gives him a little talk. And just, he does not deserve all of this. Just to point support. out, just to point out, Wallace has been such a, like, a real one. He's been at, like, every battle for some reason. I don't know why. And he's just drinking at every battle. He's just getting sloshed. He's like, he's like, he's there for the fights, the entertainments, and the drinks, you know? Aren't we all? As he should be. As Kieran Culkin should be. So um, he's basically like, come on, Scotty, you got it. Get that man. Because Gideon Graves' call is basically mm-hmm. just to taunt him more. Um, and so Scott's like, I will. And he ties his shoes, puts on his silly little wristbands, and dashes out of uh, Wallace's house. And then he shows up at the Chaos Theater. and Where, where Gideon has... Ramona all but tied on a leash. Yeah, it's really nasty and just petting her like a dog. She's literally like kneeling, um, like by his throne in the middle of this place. Yeah, I I do think that this movie doesn't fully lean into the manic pixie dream girl trope because like they do show her being like, hey, like I'm more than just like my exes and things like well, that. Well, I well people you know people always said she was manic pixie dream girl, but like they're wrong. Yeah, like that's literally wrong. There's like tons of proof as to like how she's not one and like people just say that literally just because she has like dyed hair hair. that's it um but yeah the the movie the movie's definitely not painting um scott in a great light um so i definitely think that she's not a straightforward if if anyone still thinks she's a man she's not okay because like she Honestly, because the point of many Pixie Dream Girls is that they're just like, ooh, they're so cool. And they're just there to further develop the man and like have nothing to do with themselves. But like she has a lot. She has a lot to do with herself. Like she's she talks. She speaks up for herself. She has her whole little life story. She has a personality. It's not just like being obsessed with Scott. Like she's very much her own person. And except for in this scene. She, well, it's because she she's. Mind control. <laughs> yeah, so she has a chip in her neck. Yeah, that Gideon planted. Um, so she's literally mind controlled, and that's why she can't like fight back. But so basically, Scott and Gideon have this whole showdown. Uh, Scott's losing. Knives flies in, kicks Ramona in the face. She's like, "You like fat ass. Fat. <laughs> you stole my man." She's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't steal anyone." Literally, I feel so bad for Ramona. She's like, like mind controlled, kneeling on the ground, kicked in the face by yeah. a teenager. Throughout this whole film, she's like, Michael Sarah, you're the nicest man I ever dated. That's pretty sad. She admits it, but yeah, pretty, pretty sad. Pretty sad. Um, but Scott confesses to cheating, uh, cheating on both of them, um, and then he dies. Gideon goes, stabs him in the back, and he literally goes to like purgatory yeah, he, he unlocks love which makes like a sword mm. come out of his chest but he still loses because mm-hmm. it wasn't strong enough yeah he goes to purgatory uh Anna shows up yeah she's like what's up dude and he's like i'm dead and then she's like he, he had another life from an earlier fight 
Mm -hmm. And then that's when she shows him she's mind controlled. So he's like, oh, so it wasn't just you. She's so, like, no. So we get a repeat a little bit of part of the scene. We go back in time. Yeah. Back to we, we have a satisfied Hamilton moment. Rewind. <laughs> Stop. Helpless. As we get a scarier face. I know. Everyone's checked out. By um, come back, please. We're done singing. No, I promise I will. I'll stop. So he he goes back to where he's at Wallace's place. He's like, he's like, I'm back up. And then he redoes he redoes the whole thing. Uh way better this time. But just like a video game. Just like a video this time Gideon Graves is like, what? You're gonna he does this little hop. Oh yeah, he goes, he goes you're gonna fight with for his cane. Her and he goes, I'm fighting. For me. And then he pulls out the sort of self-respect, which is way stronger than the sort of love. And then he beats Killian's ass, but then nice flies in again. And he's like, he has to confess to both of them. But this time, he takes responsibility for being a bad person. And they're like, oh. And they're like, well, thank you for telling us. And, and they defeat him together. They do. Uh, with the power of friendship. Basically, Kim and Kim. Oh, they're there. Just letting you know, sex with bombs there. Kim is in a Kim is in a, a maid cat out, <laughs> and uh, they're really sad because they sold out. Yeah, they're sad. Um, but they do play sick music to their fight. Yeah, when when Scott fights with the power of love, they're like, mm. "We are a sex bomb, and we're here mm, to sell so, out, make mm. money." And then when he fights for himself, they're like, "We are a sex bomb, and we're here to see Scott Pilgrim kick your teeth in." What do they want? I don't know. Yeah. Amazing. It's great. It's great. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, he, 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 he beats Gideon, kicks his head off. But not, but then, um. But. Nega Scott. Nega Scott shows up. And Nega Scott looks really scary. <laughs> like they, whatever effect. Like both <laughs> Michael Sarah. Um, he looks very skeletal. And so Michael Sarah's like. I'll handle this, ladies. And so uh, Ramona and um, Knives just stand outside in the cold and wait. And then they both come out and they're just chilling. They're bros. And something to point out is that Nega Scott is the opposite of Scott. So he's just a nice guy. And that's the whole point. Is Nega Scott is a nice guy. Like, we're going to go get brunch. The original Scott is a piece of shit. So. And so, yeah. Uh, he dips their pals, and then uh, Knives is talking to Scott. There's a little bit of symbolism here because we didn't mention this earlier, but Envy didn't like his shaggy hair, and so he got a terrible haircut, and then they broke up. I think it was he got a terrible haircut. She didn't like that haircut, and now he's been so traumatized from the He'll haircut never cut his hair. that he hasn't cut his so hair in shaggy. over a year. But we have to point out that Ramona didn't mind. She didn't care, like, because she... I mean, look at her hair. She's changing it every hour on the hour. I know. So they could both have awful she hair together. Um, but at the but end hers of, isn't. Hers is cool. No, it is cool. Uh, but at the end of the movie, Knives is like, your hair is getting kind of shaggy. You should probably cut it. Which kind of shows you they're not right for each other. Other than the fact that she's 17. Other than that, they're not right for each other. Uh, on top of that point. Other than that. We don't need to repeat it. Um, so then, you know, they're talking. Ramona, for some reason, thinks like, I gotta get out of here. She's like, I guess this 17-year-old beat me. It's because of her her self-hatred, you know? And that's why that's why she leaves She's people. playing like sad she peanuts music in her head. Sad what? Peanuts music. You, said, you thought I said peanuts music. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, 
She she has so much self-hatred for herself. That's why she always leaves first. She's scared people leave her. I get it. I'm a Ramona kid. No, I'm kidding. Stop. Um, okay, okay. So, so she's walking off sad. And there are two separate endings that were filmed for this movie. The original one, the cinematic one, is where he... Oh, well, Knives is like, go after her, Scott. Like, you know, she's for you, whatever. And she's like, I'm too good for you. Yes, we all agree. Yes, because you're a child. And so and then... Also too young. Yes. So Scott runs out the room and everyone's like, you're coming with me? And Scott's like, yeah. And then they both walk into a door. Um, but there's an alternate ending where he stays with Knives. And that is the worst ending in the world. I didn't know about this. I don't know why they would mm-hmm. even bother filming this. I, I don't know. I guess they thought maybe like, oh, yeah, there were I, two choices. Wrong. There were not. Maybe they plan to do like a video game thing where it's like choose your own ending for like a DVD. Well, even in the comics, That's just me speculating. Even in the comics, they don't end up together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? You know an awful thing? In the comics, Knives gets with Kim. They're like a canonical couple. Like in the video game. Like while they're still, while she's still yes. a teen. Like it's, it's like after Scott, Knives goes to Kim. And like they like kiss like in the video game. The video game, I'm pretty sure it was released simultaneously with the movie. But in the video game, uh, Kim, you can play as Kim. Um, one of her special moves is to summon knives, and they kiss, and it gives her health back. Okay. And then, and then, if you're like the main like player one as Kim, and you beat the game, her ending is literally like her epilogue scene is literally her walking off with knives, and they're like in love. And Scott is like, "What's going on?" Oh, from so, a twenty-two-year-old to a twenty-three-year-old, even worse. But she's a woman, so it's fine. Femdos, <laughs> I guess. Femdos. Um. So yeah, that's terrible. But luckily, they didn't do that for the animated show, as they realized that that's fucking weird. Maybe we should leave the seventeen-year-old to other seventeen-year-olds. Have we ever thought about that? And the show does, thankfully. Yes. Um. Do we, wanna, do we just? I guess. I mean, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So I guess before we get into the TV show, mm-hmm. um, how what would you rate this movie? How many yeah. lives out of five? Um, I mean, I'm sure you know my answer. I literally was able to quote like the whole movie. I know, but let the people know what you think. Five out of five. I love Scott Pilgrim, you know, and like I know it has its faults. It has really out of date jokes, whatever, but it also has a lot of moments that haven't aged at all. Like it's still a really funny movie. I could watch it again and again and again. Yeah. I love it. And I love I love the music. And I love the cinematography, the direction. I love the actors. They're all amazing. Um, yeah, perfect movie for me. TB TBH. I give this movie a four. I might even lean closer to like a four and a half. Um, the the half or the whole uh that is missing is because of those faults. Mm. Um Understandable, totally just, understandable. I mean, there's just other movies that I do like more, but I do really love this movie. I love the music and everything that you just listed. <laughs> um, it's just like almost everything is perfect. And even the things that are like outdated, if it was all just Scott saying or doing them, I wouldn't mind as much because he's already an idiot. And so I would have been just like, oh, you know, like, you know. And I saw when I was looking through Letterboxd, I saw a lot of um, reviews that were like, I hate like like your friend, which is valid. If he just annoys you, like 
I mean, that's just how well, it goes sometimes. The point of the movie is to not like Scott. Like, yeah. And the problem is, is when it first came out, a lot of incel men like identified with yeah Scott. literally like idolize they're like he's just like me woe is me loser core he'll never be as loser core as michael sarah something in my um but yeah so basically all these dummy men but luckily in recent times it has very much become like dissected in a different light where it's like scott's a bad person and so the fan base has become a lot more tolerable and larger, which is nice. But there are there were still some reviews that were like two stars. Scott is annoying. And I mean, like I get if, like even if a character is intentionally annoying, if it's too much for you, I mean, no, that's yeah, just I get that. That's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But for me personally, I eat that shit up. I eat it up. I, I eat. I eat. <laughs> he, he ate. <laughs> me eat. <laughs> Anyways, um. So the TV show came out this year. Yeah, it did. Um, Pretty recently. In October, I think. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. So I, I didn't know. Did you know like what the premise was before watching it? No. They kept it pretty oh, did they? on the download because it had that twist okay. in the beginning. I didn't know if I just like hadn't been paying attention no, to any it was promotion. Like, it was like meant to like throw people off because like Scott Pilgrim's grown really big within the past, you know, since it's been a thing. So, like, like a bunch of people know about it. They know the story. They know the exes, blah, blah, blah. So, people thought, and, like, from the first episode, like, I think most of the first episode, like, three quarters of it is very true to the movie. Like, it's almost, like, T for T exactly like the movie. Where, like, he meets Ramona. He's dating Nyes. He, he's in the band, blah, blah, blah. But then at his first fight with the first ex matthew patel usually he wins the fight because like that's the point of the movie is he fights all the exes, but he actually loses and he dies and then everyone's like what what do we do now because yeah i was so confused yeah and like that's really that's so i thought it was that's really so cool. cool of them because like that is such a bold decision to make like he's literally the, the especially title character. considering some of the people who yeah. love this movie for the wrong reasons and the thing is is it got those losers out of there because i've seen comments of people being like the scott pilgrim show like it sucks like it's supposed to be scott show he wasn't even in it it's like it's called scott pilgrim takes off that means he's gone <laughs> like, stupid the, scott pilgrim says science. scott scott pilgrim stays still <laughs> Like, okay, get over it. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, I guess spoilers. Oh, I mean, it's in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I don't know. I mean, it's still a surprising twist if you haven't seen it. But, um, yeah, so he dies. But then, I can't remember how they figure this out. I don't want to go into all the details because we've already talked for, like, over an hour now about the movie. But, um, basically, she figures out that he's not dead. He's just been kidnapped. And in order to like figure out who might have because all of her exes have a motive for mm. killing him or kidnapping him mm -hmm. so she has to go to every single one of her exes but in order to even like convince them to help her at all she has to make amends with them which first of all i mean not not that incels have ever been famous for media literacy but like this movie is so like the treatment of her male exes is so positive mm -hmm. like she it acknowledges that the original movie, and I mean, she admits this in the movie, but like, she treats them shitty. Yeah, she's just like one of those people who like 
ghosts people instead of like communicating with them or like kind of is like loving of some person one day but immediately the next day like totally turned off from them and then in the show she's forced to confront all of them Mm -hmm. and take accountability for like how she screwed Mm -hmm. every single one of them over and so each episode is kind of like a character study for each ex and i especially love uh, the rela- like just like the female friendship between like Ramona and Roxy mm-hmm. and Kim. Kim and um Knives. Mm-hmm. The scene where Knives and Kim have mm-hmm. their little the like little jam session. session. It's absolutely it's like my favorite part mm-hmm. in the entire show. And the whole thing is just so good. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh another thing to note that I really liked about it is it the animation. They went off. More banger music? They Yeah. They did not have to go that crazy with the animation. Whatever. It's a song. Okay. So, it's a song and a thing. I don't remember all the lyrics. But it's a song. So, yeah, the animation. Like, I mean, when they said they were making a Scott Pilgrim anime, it's like, okay, that's like, it's just animation. That's cool. They went absolutely bananas with the fight scenes. Like, the camera angles, the animation is so smooth. It's so beautiful. I like. I feel like, in my opinion, I like. I think the story and, like, you know, going deeper on the exes and the relationship with Ramona, I think that was a really smart move, and that was really a really good way to expand upon an already set universe. It's just, like, I, I guess what I expected was, like, I know that the comics, obviously go beyond what like the plot of the movie is so i thought it was just going to be kind of like a continuation but then i'm it, glad they did yeah i'm glad they didn't because i yeah this was yeah. like incredible because you know i feel like i feel like it was risky because they risked like people's probably why they kept it under <laughs> they risked people being like oh these losers again <laughs> but they really they they i don't know they made something i'm sure it took like a lot of time and effort to make all this oh another thing to note all the cast came back. That's how much they loved it. Like this cast. And a lot of times I see interviews where some of the cast members are like, one of my favorite sets to work on was Scott Pilgrim. And I was it's like, literally about an interview where uh, Scott, not Scott, where, where Michael Sarah talks about how depressed he was after filming this movie because he enjoyed it so yeah. much. And also during the pandemic, they did a reading mm-hmm. where I think only I maybe it. like one person maybe was missing. Um, was it Brie Larson? Real was missing, but so was Kieran Culkin. Oh, yeah. But, but like, still, like, if you have 10 years later, the entire cast willing to come back just to do, like, a Zoom reading. I mean, I guess they didn't have much going on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, this is just such a passion project movie, like, concept, you know. Everything about it, everyone who worked on it is really talented, very cool. Very um, sexy, very hot. Very sexy, very hot. And yeah, it's one of it's one of my favorite movies, which is kind of cringe to <laughs> I mean it's a good movie. But I feel like if we, if you're talk oh it's like if like a film bro talks to me. That's why you don't talk to film bro. Like, have you seen Pulp Fiction? I had someone I had a guy say that to me on a date. I had a guy like we were There's talking about no movies. Way. No, I'm serious. We're talking about movies. He's like, you know Pulp Fiction? That's like, uh, Chell, I told you this already, but for for the listeners, uh, Chell and I went to go see Wonka, which we'll talk about, and we went to IHOP before we went to go see Wonka, and her, she has a little brother, and neither her little brother nor her sister, both younger than her, <laughs> her sister's not as younger than us, but maybe like four or five years, mm-hmm. 
They had never seen Pitch Perfect. And a crime. And they refused to. That's and valid. we were blasting it in the car. Not valid to me. And we were, we were blasting it in the car. And I I texted her today because I can't stop thinking about what a crime it is. I was like, I, I still am stuck on the fact that neither of your siblings have seen the iconic film that is, again, much like Scott Pilgrim, has its problems. Um, has seen Pitch Perfect. Is this how film bros feel? When people are like, American I've never psycho. seen it. Pitch Perfect is my American Psycho, but that's neither here nor there. Um, okay. Wait, I was going to say something, and now I just have oh, stupid sorry. Pitch Perfect on my mind. Ba, ba, Please, I'm begging. Okay, you know what? I'm a really nice person, because I, Pitch Perfect, like, I liked the movie it came out, whatever. I've seen it multiple times, unfortunately. Um, I unfortunately know all the song, whatever. And I got Isabel a burned CD of the Pitch Perfect soundtrack because I care about her that much. And then... And I loved it, and I cherished it, and I put it immediately in my car. And I was like, I'm dying immediately. I don't know. I was like... Yeah, we, we had to drive somewhere for like an hour. <laughs> I was like, let me take my gift. You, you gave me that gift right before we had to drive for like an hour. <laughs> and I was like, you have made a fatal error. It, it was error. probably the worst mistake of my life. Honestly, <laughs> I look back at it in shame. I was like, Chell, you should trap your uh, siblings into watching Pitch Perfect under the guise of watching Torture. another movie. And we were like, it would, it would be given away immediately because even the oh, the intro is them <laughs> acapella going. Bah, 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 bah. Anyways, so stop. <laughs> so yeah, if any of you out there are younger, like teens, you know, have you seen Pitch Perfect? Do you care about it? Let us know. <laughs> Here's why you should. Uh, let um, us know. Yeah. So normally, um, we recast or we pick songs that we feel like apply to the film. But this film already has great songs and a great. I have cast. a Scott Pilgrim playlist. And we um. Be on Spotify. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can. No, no, it's fine. No, that's kind of. No, 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 no. Stop. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so there's just so many people that it's like too overwhelming mm. to cast. Um, so instead, we have ranked the EVXs oh, yeah. for both the film and the, the show. Movie. You said I guess the film and I'll, the movie. The film and the show. Yes, I'll I'll go first since you still okay. need to put yours up. So for the movie, mm. I we're we're both. But you give... you do your movie and then I'll do my movie, okay. so we're on the same page. So for the movie, I did first. The, so the first one's the one that I like them. Actually, should I go backwards? Yeah. Okay. So the one I like the least is the twins, simply valid, because they valid. have no. They literally don't talk. Um, I think it's them. Five is Gideon Graves because he's actually. You know what? No, I put Gideon below the twins. He's my last. He's really um, rape. It's he's worse than he's saying really nothing at all. Nasty. Yeah. He is disgusting. Like he pets Roman on the head. Like it's very really like, objectifying it's really her. Gross. Like it's yeah, it's bad. So so for, he's bottom. Agreed. Then the twins also agreed. Then Matthew Patel, he's funny. He's I just remember like, what I read after I that. Know, like after Gideon, they're all funny or like they are funny. You know. Yes, um, Matthew Patel for the racism, I guess. Um, <laughs> Not his fault once again. Even though the actor himself is really funny. Uh, three is Lucas Lee, who is Chris Evans because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's also funny. Mm-hmm. Two is Roxy because she deserves better and is absolutely, also funny. absolutely. Um, and then last but not least, it's Todd. 
as my number one for the movie. That's very the, valid. The vegan bit is just too it's good. It's really funny. And also, he's so hot. Like, Brandon Roth. Like, hit me up, Brandon. <laughs> I just like his comedy and the whole vegan thing is just Yeah, like, he's very funny. Hilarious to me. Okay, you go ahead. So for mine, uh, I just looked at mine and I actually put Lucas Lee below the twins. Oh. Which is... um. I can't remember why. I think I just think he's annoying. Okay. He's just really annoying in the movie. And, like... I didn't know that you were annoyed by him. Well, I mean, like, I know he's doing, like, the douche And it's funny. The douche really funny. But, like, I don't know. I just think that... T- I think what it is is I think that the twins are hotter. Because I was basing a lot of this on their hotness. Because yeah. I think they're all funny. So, Amy was like, what is our rubric, basically? Yeah. And you were like, how much are we factoring in, like, hotness? And I was like, I mean, I was kind of just thinking about Yeah, so Isabel was not thinking of hotness at all. I am. So, I'm constantly... I'm scanning. <laughs> She's on the prowl. I'm really not. Um, so, <laughs> what is what is the, the Nicki Minaj where she's like, when I'm back on the prowl, you bitches better have my mo-. Is that how it goes? I, we're asking you guys. Where's Chell when you need her? Yeah, I'm really sorry. Pull a bit. <laughs> so, anyways. um, Yeah, I, I think all the exes are, like, hilarious. Because I fucking love the movie, as we know. So, I put Lucas Lee low just because I think... His wacky ass eyebrows and whack sideburns connected to his beard make him look whack. Um, but he is funny. And then I put the twins because they're cute, even though they're silent. Have you seen Mike's Mike do that? <laughs> he does this. If anyone, I mean, no. If anyone, no anyone. one can see. He does this like Mike's Mike does this nod where he goes. That's real. Scans the room and he goes. I like that. Um, then I put Matthew Patel because I something about you know when like you know like for ADHD people like we get stuck on certain like I guess like sound like sounds yeah. and sayings and stuff the way like, he says Matthew, Matthew Patel. Patel like the way he does that I just think about it daily at this point I'm like Matthew Patel like when because I played the the video game with my friend because it's co-op it's really good by the way you guys should play it it's up to four players it's a beat em up though um and we had to grind a lot on the first level because that's where you make the most money and always when you complete the first level you have to fight Matthew Patel and whenever he'd show up I'd be like Matthew, Matthew Patel so yeah I just like his name and the way he says it uh, number two is Todd because funny vegan hot number one is Roxy because in my live laugh love is <laughs> lit crazy movie <laughs> funny vegan hot the, the trinity the holy trinity so and then I put Roxy as number one because she truly is she was wronged. And not just in the sense that the other guys were wronged, which is like, it was kind of like, bitchy what Ramona did. It's like, she straight up tricked this poor girl into like thinking they had something, you know? And then she just like dipped. It is expanded more upon in the uh, show. Like they really expand upon like what happened exactly. She truly gets like the shortest straw. It's really sad. She like, Dude, May-, May Whitman once again puts her whole fucking heart in that. She's like crying and stuff. It's such a good scene. Amazing. I love Roxy. So yeah, she's my number one for the movie. <laughs> and now let's do the chat. Okay. So for the show, I have the twins at the bottom. And I do stand by that for the show this yes. time. Because I can't remember. Once again, valid. They because they probably say three words. Um, next I put Gideon because he is knocked down a peg. Um, he's but he's really annoying. He is really annoying. Um, he's pathetic. 
Like it's embarrassing. <laughs> but he, he has a new name. <laughs> Not a new name. It's his real name. It's like Goose or yeah, something. Oh, he's like Gideon Goose. And then and he has like he has this weird relationship with Julie. Julie, which is like he trashes her house. Free that girl. Free that girl, please. Um, but ultimately, it's not bad enough that I would rather watch, you know, ca- non-characterized people. Um, then I have Matthew Patel again, uh, because he is more annoying Yes, he than is. in the movie. Yes. Uh, he's still funny, but sometimes it's, can't overcome. It's like, calm down, the Matthew Patel. Not, he's not more annoying than Gideon, uh, but he is annoying. Matthew. Then is Lucas Lee, because I just think it's like, funny his little bit about trying to stay relevant yeah uh because he's like not getting a ton of acting jobs and stuff like that uh, isn't he playing scott well he is at first but then he stops and then guess who takes over pod plays as scott and then my, my memory, and play- this isn't See, even this is- no this part isn't even me not remembering this or i mean not um paying attention this is me forgetting completely yeah, and so, you know, what's what's a girl to do? She wants to talk about Scott Pilgrim, one of her favorite hey, forms hey, of media. I'm fine with talking about the favorite forms of media. I did say that. And my, I stand my by favorite, it. My I, favorite I, form of I media? I stand by Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so, yeah, but loosely, and then I put Todd because I love, honestly, him I and Roxy. Him and Roxy might be tied because he has this whole plot where Wallace is like, Wallace like, turns him, him gay. <laughs> Wallace <laughs> turns him gay and then leaves him. He pulls a Ramona on him, basically. He does, but here's the thing. He's upfront about it. That's true. Yeah, like, he's very straightforward about like, so honestly, I don't think Wallace did anything wrong. Like, if he was upfront from the beginning, which he literally was because he said it like three times. I just think about how sad Todd was. And That's his fucking him. fault. I know. Anyway, so yeah, I like that plot line. Um, also, envy the whole. She was like third so wheeling, mad about it. <laughs> she was third um, wheeling them. And then last but not least, I love Roxy because mm-hmm. her. I think that like her backstory with Ramona is just like the best out of all of the like character studies that they do. Um, and like her relationships with the other girls in the show is so good. Girlhood. Um, I love it. End of. Yeah. Uh, mine for the most part is the same near the bottom with the twins Goose uh, Matthew Patel and then I actually put Roxy third oh. yeah I do really like Roxy once again same reasons for it was just she was in the movie she did nothing wrong whatsoever the reason I put Lucas Lee higher is because the way he looks in the comics guys I don't think you understand they did as dirty like I, I don't I wouldn't change anything about the cast. Okay, whatever. But in the comics, I think that the you way and they me are looking at him, a different. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about. What do you mean? I'm look, I'm talking about the comic version of Lucas Lee. No, I know, but you're saying that we didn't get like a similar version to that in the we movie. We did it. Look, I'm literally about to pull it up. But while she pulls that up, I'll explain. Basically, in the cartoon, Lucas Lee is built. He is. He towers oh over like every single character. Okay, like he—he's a meaty guy. Okay, big meaty. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just really, and also he has. Let me. Can you? Can I want to see Chris Evans. Oh, look at him at? first. Look at his. Oh well, I remember what he looks like in the show, but I want to remember. You know what? We just watched the movie. 
He's only in that we one part. We just watched he's only the in the one part. Fine, I'll look him Fine, up. Fine, do it. Okay, so anyways, yeah, he's really built. He's got like massive pecs. Um, and I think what else was cool is that he had one of the coolest fight scenes. Like, he had this whole fight scene like across set where he had a skateboard and he's fighting like 10 billion ninjas and it's just so beautiful, like the animation. And also he has this like romance thing with Goose, which is like whatever. But yeah, he's just really, he's really hot. What can I say? He is less buff, but I what still, I, what I still I think of what I Chris Evans as buff. So. Also, look at him. Look at his, he's got that bare face. Yeah. Chris Evans, he got those ugly fucking sideburns connected to the, and then his eyebrows do not look like that. Listen, Isabel, Isabel doesn't understand. Okay, she's never. I don't. She never understand. Um, so yeah, that's why I put him higher solely because I just think he looks good. And then Todd, I put him top because I, my bisexual representation. What can I do? I I always I I see a bi character. I'm like, I love you immediately. So he does get his heart broken, like he said. He does break his veganity due to Wallace. <laughs> um, but honestly, Wallace slay in both the movie and the show. Yeah. Uh, do you have any letterbox reviews for the uh movie? I know. Okay, well, I'll read mine. Um, so this one is by Aaron. And Aaron said, first of all. Liked and five stars. Uh, me watch for the plot. The plot. Brie Larson is Envy Adams performing Black Sheep. And yeah, I resonate with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is by Benjamin Rosser, and Benjamin said three and a half stars. Imagine being a hot girl torn between Michael Sarah and Jason Schwartzman with a bob. Toronto must be like the promised land for mid straight men. And then you spoke facts. And those are my two letterbox reviews. Oh, we do two? Okay. Well, um, I mean, you do however many you want. Oh, no, no, I'll do two. So I got this one right here. It's literally just a quote from the movie. It's by, well, the the account is Lucy. <laughs> She's quoting um, Roxy, where she goes, your BF's about to get effed in the beast about to stomp another Michael, iconic line stomp michael sarah into dust before she orgasms death um and then my other one um <laughs> this is why someone named tony says you know watching 15 seconds of this would be enough to kill a victorian child i used to think that those victorian child memes were an exaggeration until the panera bread lemonades started oh. actually no they're dangerous yeah. That's crazy. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it would do I think a Victoria it would. child. In- I think um, we could commit mass murder with Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> we put a bunch of Victorian children in a movie theater. We bring them back forward in time. <laughs> I don't know what they did that they deserved. But we bring them out of heaven. We're, we're going back in time to the first Victorian. We're one thing with us. The DVD, even though we can't play it. And they're like, what is this disc, mummy? I'm like, we're mummy, I guess. Oh, they're asking us? Yeah. We go back. We become their parents. Oh. They're like, what, what is this? Anyways. Do you have anything that you loved this week? Because honestly, I can't think of anything right now. I can. Um, I already mentioned this for the Scott Pilgrim game. Definitely recommend it if you like beat-em-ups. It's side-scroller beat-em-ups. Um, up to four players, you know. You can all play. It's very fun. Um, 
what else? Oh, a lot of them are just video games. Uh, me and my friend have been reliving our childhood. We're playing Sonic Adventure 2. My favorite character is Knuckles. Shout out in the comments who your favorite Sonic character is. Um, and I, yeah, I have other video games, but this is not a video game podcast. So that's enough. Isabel, back to you. And back to you with the weather report. Um, let me see what movies I watched recently. Maybe there's one that I didn't watch with Child that's not Journey to Bethlehem. Okay. How could I forget? Between the last episode and this episode, three episodes of the Percy Jackson TV show have come out. Mm. And I have been loving it so much, Amy. All of the children are perfect as their characters. Even... Okay, I do wish that Clarice was, like, more buff. Mm. I never even necessarily, like, imagined her plus weight, but I can definitely, Mm, or plus size, but I can definitely um, see how people came to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, when the casting came out, I was a little skeptical. I don't know what she looks like because I haven't seen it yet. Um, But the girl that they did get to play Clarice, he's, I mean, I I still wish that we had the representation, but she is really good. Like, Mm. she is at least like in the first couple episodes maybe like maybe my favorite actor. oh wow um favorite character i don't know but like like my favorite performance like okay she's genuinely so good and i mean they're all so good yeah. and like the most recent episode the third episode with medusa i just love how they're like keeping the spirit of the tv show but they're also making these little changes that like makes sense because the the first book was like what written like early 2000s i can't remember the exact year yeah but written early 2000s and it's been like almost 20 years since then Mm -hmm. so i think that you know some people just don't like change and they think that this show is being made for themselves as adults in their like 20s to 30s to maybe even 40s and it's just like simply not it's still for children um but they are changing things like um i guess slight spoilers i want i mean at this point if you're watching this show, i feel like you already enjoy it but in case you don't know the plot of the first percy jackson book um they tone down games abuse a lot oh wait yeah i do yeah which yeah. i think is like a valid um number one i think that it might hint that <laughs> sally doesn't kill <laughs> At the end, um, which, like, makes sense, kind of, because, like, I don't know how they're going to show that. Or, like, like it is made by Disney, and I just, I guess I don't really know what people expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering, like, the tone that they have been going with, like, I feel like it's, it's, like, whatever. And, like, he's still, like, a piece of shit. <laughs> and I think that that's enough, like... I don't know why you want to see his mom be abused so bad. I think that the way that they, the direction that they're taking still gets the point across. Um, Them kind of emphasizing, you know, like, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to. It was either the Seaweed Brain podcast or the Newest Olympian podcast. If, okay, so I have a holy trinity of hyperfixations. It's Percy Jackson, Taylor Swift, and Miraculous Ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> um, which miraculous ladybug is starting to lose its position to what i don't know but um i yeah. still love it anyways but that's not the point so um 
Medusa's story, they've just like whichever podcast it was, they were pointing out how like hindsight's twenty twenty, and like when you're writing a book, you don't necessarily like know for sure, especially in the first installment, like what your most prominent themes are going to be. But now mm-hmm. that like Rick has put out like series after series in this universe, he's like Hamilton. He's been writing. Yeah, but Rick Riordan wrote the other. <laughs> Oh, too many Hamilton references. Yeah, sorry. We're sorry again. We um, apologize. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we'll go longer. But yeah. Um, yeah. What am I even think? So, <laughs> well, well, with me, I haven't seen the show yet just because, like, honestly, the only other person who's into Percy Jackson with me is Isabel. And I just, I don't know. I have, like, other things that I'm doing. I got a, I got a lot of hobbies. Man, I got a lot of video games to play. And I don't have Disney Plus. Um, like, I have a job to do. Well, to play, play, <laughs> well, be, play. be a gamer. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty big. We, we're both pretty big on Percy Jackson. We've read the books. Um, Isabel's more caught up than I am on the books because she read them more recently. The last time I read the books was when I was like yeah, I, 15. Yeah. As a kid, I always loved Greek mythology. Um, but as far as like specifically the Percy Jackson books, which... I don't know how I loved Greek mythology so much as a kid and never read all of them. Um, but I only ever read the first two and then like the, the first Big chapter fan. of Titan's Grace. And then COVID came around and I don't know what compelled me to read all of them. But I read all of the first series and then with the Heroes of Olympus series, I got like halfway through the fourth book. Um, of Athena? Yeah. Or is that House of Hades? Or, I think it's House of Hades. Um, and yeah, and ever since then, it's just been... That's because you got into it as an adult. Like, it's been an uphill... It is my Sisyphus rock, but a, a rock that I gladly push Take the burden of... Um, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah, for me, I, honestly, it would be like as if I'm like an old grizzled fan of percy jackson who remembers you're, like you're nothing. like you're like uh what is that narnia name? meme where they're like do not cite the two magic to me i th- we are we are truly gen z millennial coding ourselves um in this episode so yeah we're but uh, we also really like the musical we painstakingly sing it all the time. We force, we force we, every we single trap friend people, of ours. We trap people in the car us. under the guise of friendship. And then we force <laughs> them to listen to the last to two us sing the last two songs. And the two songs are the whole cast. Like, it's the whole ensemble. They're all singing. We're doing all the parts. They're overlapping. Two people, ten, all the ten parts. parts. And we always know our parts. We don't. We we've we never are. we've never had a conversation about we just slip into the roast. What can we say? What what can we say? I think all that's left to say is man. Bye. Love. Um <laughs>